Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, it's going. Been kind of crazy at work this past week, so... Uh, yeah, ended up sleeping right up until we started recording, so that was fun. Yes. Well, uh, I don't remember much of it, but... <laughs> It's, it's you know uh, you might hear it in my voice a little bit too. It's one of those days. It's, uh, I'm I'm very sleepy. Um, after the kids went down, I took a nap and then I've made a coffee. So post show is going to be interesting. I might end up uh, staying up a little later than I anticipated, but uh, that's for post show Ryan to worry about. Um, I I do want to address the fact that we weren't here last week. We did make sort of a we try not to, but we made a outside of the show call to just uh, to take a week off, just due to the schedule um, of uh, fake content being a little a little light. So uh, we do try to make that call and talk about it on the show, but uh, we we didn't have a calendar, so it was kind of hard to do that. Um, but we are back this week, and we are talking about brand new heroes, the brand new Easter. I guess they call them Spring Festival, but uh, it's uh, you know. It's Easter. It's the bunny banner. The bunny banner. Yes, the bunny banner. And we're going to talk about those heroes. And actually, we're going to talk about our quest to summon said bunnies in just a little bit. But before we do, we've got banners to go over. We have the weekly revival banner three. Heroes with null skills going until March 24th. Tempest Trials banner going until the 28th. Seeds of Fodlin going into the 29th. And moving into April, Willful... Willful? Willful Rabbits. Thought there was a T in there for a bit, but no, Willful Rabbits going until the 16th of April. Eddie, how did you do hunting down those uh, rascally rabbits? Well, uh, mixed results. I didn't get anything in any of the free summons that I can recall. I've uh, been trying to limit my spending early on with the Bunny Banner. Uh, so I essentially used the orbs I had saved up initially and managed to get a four-star Minerva. Uh, no pity breaks during that run, but when I uh, purchased a few orbs, uh, not as many as I normally would, because, like I said, trying to limit that and go more free to play with this, um, I ended up getting pity broken heavily by greens. Uh, at least an Evelyn or eleven in Edelgard. I think at least one more green in the way there. Uh, but I did end up managing to get Inigo on that. Uh, so thankfully greens are done and they won't pass for me anymore. I mean, it was kind of funny when I think it was Levin, maybe it was Edelgard showed up. It's like I'm thinking, you know, funniest thing is, is that 90% of the time when I get pity broken on these banners, it's green, the least common orb color. And right away I get a green pity break. So um, I do plan to slowly keep picking at this banner while it is around. Uh, maybe take a break and try to save up for the legendary or mythic banner. can't remember which it is this month. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to bother with that and, and or just see what I have when I get there. Um, I did get at least one four-star upgrade. I think more, other, more but um, I have uh, merged all my summons to start up on TT Tempest Trials, so I don't remember exactly who I got when, uh, but I did at least get a, Harden, a Fallen Harden at one point in there nice yeah uh those four star upgrades were out in full force for me uh i and you know what i wasn't when i originally saw this banner i wasn't really thinking oh i need to i need to summon for these uh for these bunny heroes because honestly i think this banner um sorry not not the units but the easter sort of bunny banner uh is not something that i usually I'm super interested in but for some reason uh minerva is one of those characters that i really uh took a shining to after we played sacred stones um i really liked minerva there and i've, I've kind of liked minerva since the very, like she had a great sort of uh her, her are you talking about mer no minerva minerva is it not minerva spring minerva the the spring minerva's on the banner but she's from uh marth's game is she okay, man? Uh, who am yeah, I thinking the of? The original Sacred White Wing trilogy. Yeah, Sala? okay. Sally and Mur are from, the only two from Sacred Stones on this banner. Oh man, that's embarrassing. For some reason, 
I'm thinking of a different character then from Sacred Stones. Oh, you know, maybe I'm thinking of someone from Marth's game. So I'm completely yeah, that that would be Minerva for, would be from Marth's game, the original games. Wow, I am tired. All right, well maybe here's the thing. Um, I like I like Minerva. I think she looks like a cool character in this banner. So I'm like I'm gonna summon for Minerva. Um, actually before that I did do my free summon on the Tempest Trials banner with like no just you know free summon and i ended up getting a five star garrick which is pretty cool didn't have him but uh, over the easter banner yes i was focusing trying to get minerva i had no idea that she was the four star so i was surprised to see that she was the four star this is before i actually looked into more closely into the banner because they really they really don't put that four star information front and center in the video like especially if you're scrubbing like i am just to see who's in the banner and then you know worry about the skills later it's in the you know fine print at the end of the thing where it says so and so will appear as a four star focus or whatever exactly yeah so uh that was a surprise so as i was going through uh i got a lot of four star upgrades uh a harden force this is a fallen harden four star upgrade uh an alincia four star upgrade a shiro and then a five star flora um, those were all repeats and then brand new heroes. I was able to summon, I got Petra, which is kind of out of nowhere. Uh, mm-hmm. and if that was a five-star Petra, a four-star Sedith, which I didn't have. And a, as I said, a four-star spring Minerva, I think Petra was like the, was the, uh, the, I don't know. Yeah, it was the pity break, but she was, she's brand new and, and I was actually looking for her anyways. So that was a nice surprise. But on that same ring, I ended up getting a Spring Murr, so the new duo hero, as well as a three-star Lex. I did not have Lex yet. Uh, so that was it, was... it was a good all-around summoning. And and you know what? Looking back, um, maybe I, as I was summoning, I was kind of coming around on the Easter banner. Like I'm all over the place today with this banner, but special heroes are really nice because it offers you this ability to inject some really different looking heroes into your catalog and uh and just it's Mm -hmm. fun to play around during the season yes the easter slash spring heroes they fall to the background until next year but it's fun running around with halloween heroes in october it's fun running around with christmas heroes in in december so i'm kind of i'm all in on the easter bandwagon so i'm back i guess it was a quick five minute turnaround uh but i am looking to pause on the banner i you know i I was thinking of maybe going back in to try to summon um is it uh severa severa or or indigo yeah severa or indigo yeah i don't have either of those uh but you know when i'm waiting for the hero rising banner i think i want to spark on that one and i think it's the mythic banner this this month i think legendary what was uh what was the hero just this past you know, you handled this so eloquently. I think you're right that it's mythic, but um, who was Claude was last week. Yeah. Right? So yeah, legendary mythic this month. Yeah. So legendary I'm last at month. least wait to see who the hero is, but uh, I'm still I'm still sitting pretty good with like 160 orbs, and I haven't really, I've actually been uh, I've been kind of slacking on doing the the con- the story content. So I've got a bunch of orbs sitting there still, uh, as well as quest orbs. Mm-hmm. So I gotta I gotta go back in and do those, but uh, yeah caught up on the normal difficulty uh story content but i have a ton of you know from the past couple years a ton of hard and uh lunatic difficulty story content to go through so yeah yeah i'm i think i i i would normally do all three difficulties to unlock the extra orbs from the quests that run for during the, the banner uh but i i haven't i missed it for the first time in quite a while for i think last the last new heroes with, run yeah with my mindset and not having the ability to easily calculate you know the best way to get beat those things without losing a unit the extra rules that they have to get, get you that uh quest orb i generally don't bother yeah i yeah. don't know five orbs it's I... like do it without losing anyone and it's like okay these guys should be good oh i lost two of them or whatever you know it's just like this isn't worth you know 
Well, sometimes I I use the light's blessing on those, especially if it's a really tough one, because for some reason, sometimes I have a good, a good amount of them hanging around. And I always figure like, well, if I'm getting an orb out of it, it's worth using the light's blessing because I don't really use it for anything else. Makes sense. But, um, yeah, I feel you on that. Sometimes it's just, especially as you get further into a, into a book, it's like, nah, Mm -hmm. some of these lunatics are just going to stay here uncleared (laughs) because I don't have the heroes to, to get this orb and... And once those extra orb quests are gone, like there's no critical reason to be in there really banging your head against the wall. So I wouldn't really worry about it. Um, but I am curious because since I've taken a week off super paying attention to the game um, for the podcast, I'm wondering what events are coming up because I'm I'm looking forward to get my feet wet again. Okay, well, um, due to daylight savings time having started, the dates may be off. Uh, but I think the calendar is still listed based off of daylight savings not having started, so that's what I'm basing the dates I'm giving off of. Uh, so we have the Hero Rises banner starting in a couple days on the 23rd, with a new round of Hall of Forms and Familial Festivities Revival banner starting on the 25th. The Skills banner changes to Rouse Skills on the 26th, and the Heroes Light and Shadow New Heroes banner revival with the, uh, you know, Connected Shape of Spirit Forging Bonds Revival both start on the 27th. And the week rounds out with a login bonus for the next voting gauntlet starting up on the 28th. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like it's going to be a fun week as we head into uh, a new Mythic Hero coming at the end of the month. So lots of fun stuff. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of coming in at the end of the month, uh, we do have a news on the next uh, resplendent hero uh, with everyone's favorite meme generator Reinhardt coming in as <laughs> Askren Garb uh, joining his sister Olwyn in the uh, wearing that garb yeah uh, okay here's the thing sometimes you win sometimes you lose as someone who strategically subscribes to the Fey Pass uh, the, I'm going to consider this a lose with inter- <laughs> the two to three heroes ain't bad I think I got um i'd say two out of three is a win yeah oh yeah yeah it's a win for sure i'm, I'm i being... guess if you're going straight on percentages i guess it's technically a lose but because it's... it's only a 66 percent. but yeah it's i mean here here's the thing you, you are absolutely right two out of three is is great i think i got tana and i got uh alincia both you know looking fabulous in their book for garb uh you know reinhardt he is what he is he's not my favorite character i see him constantly in the fire emblem heroes subreddit to the point where it's um the announcement of him being a resplendent hero was uh surprisingly tame considering (laughs) so they were very uh you know they were they were pretty well behaved like i said he's everyone's favorite meme generator he's been generating memes since the beginning i don't get it i kind of don't get it but i guess I, i i i can at least be fine with it <laughs> so we'll see what, what comes after built-in automatic you know double attack weapon and just he was kind of powerful first year and new to i'm sure a good many of the people mm-hmm. it might have been well known to some of the others who played his game but you know only fought him as an enemy he just perfect storm that he just created memes and kept going at him he was also one of the, he was, you know, early on, like, actually when the game launched, he was one of the strongest, most attainable heroes, wasn't he? He, he was a bit of a... Yeah, I think he was a three, he's a three, four star. Yeah. Yeah, so. well, uh, the timing of uh, this episode and this news is basically next week we'll have another resplendent hero to talk about. So if Reinhardt isn't your jam, um, we'll have another one to sort of look at, I guess, <laughs> coming in <laughs> early April. So... We won't have to wait long for that. Uh, so I guess they had to do Reinhardt eventually, and they have. So congrats, Reinhardt, on being the next resplendent hero. Uh, that brings us into the new special heroes, looking at the Willful Rabbits. Easter is around the corner, which means Intelligent Systems is getting in the bunny spirit with a whole new group of special heroes. This time they reign from Awakening and Sacred Stones. And I will admit, this was one of the easier silhouettes to figure out. Everyone had it. Pretty much early on. Yeah, because they were guessing... Sever and Inigo, who it turned out to be. And there was a small chance they were tossing a 
or taunting us, and it might have been Selena and Lazla, which is their Fates versions of the characters. But well, they uh, I I did see a lot of those uh, silhouette sort of breakdowns, and you're right, there was a lot of uh, Severa and Indigo or Inigo um, guesses. So uh, if, yeah, if you prefer, you can call him Inigo. Inigo if used to. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you know, yeah. What what movie? What movie is that? Princess Bride. Some... Yeah. You know what? I don't know. I don't want to get into it on this show, but that movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've okay. watched it once. It was okay. <laughs> A lot of people love it, so wow. I'm, I'm really happy that people love it. I'm 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 sorry. I have to announce the end of this uh, <laughs> podcast because I'm not sure I can continue doing a podcast I didn't say it was a bad movie i just said like i watched it and i was like oh okay well i i have that movie movie memorized so and that line for sure like i i i recognize it i'm we're probably gonna get emails about it it's fine i i will fully take maybe i need to watch it again i i, I love that movie with a passion i have it memorized but uh, well it's you don't it's, love it as you wish i didn't i, I, I liked it it's just is it a comedy it's yeah, yeah. It, it is a comedy right it's comedy slash romance i mean okay it's got a funny little framing with uh fred savage sick in bed as peter oh i can't remember his name off the time i had uh old colombo reading him the story but right maybe i'm digging i don't want to i don't even speak further i'm probably digging myself a hole here <laughs> Inconceivable. Okay, yeah, no, I, I know that one as well. That's isn't that's that's yeah, not that's Clint from that as well. No, no, that's um Wallace Shawn. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, mm. that guy. Yes, the first quote was uh, what's his name? Guy okay. who keeps quitting shows. Yeah, the uh, guy from uh, Criminal Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds and Homeland and yeah, yeah. Um, I guess he's like notoriously hard to work with, but he's. Kind of yeah, he's usually. I don't. I can't for sure say for sure if he's hard to work with or just gets bored. But he's in like the first season or two of many shows and then vanishes. I loved him but in Mandy, Homeland. Mandy Patinkin, yes, yes, Mandy Patinkin. Um. Okay. Well, that was a fun. I apologize for uh, bringing down <laughs> yeah. the house with uh with not having. And I know you know. Hey, everything's all good. I think it's a. I think it's a fine movie, and I think it's awesome that people love it so. And I'm sure there are movies that I uh, will will go to bat for that also get a that movie type reaction. Anyways, let's let's talk about uh, you know send your emails and um, maybe you need to watch it again. Let, let's talk about Murr and, and Na, who are the duo hero for uh, this banner. The the har- harmonic hero is that what they call it again or harmony hero? I think it's harmonic. Yes, harmonic heroes are the ones that are uh, from two different uh games right so uh mur and na spring harmony here's mur and na dragons who have crossed worlds to fight alongside each other the duo are a colorless dragon flyer wielding lilac jade breath accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one if foe initiates combat or if foe's hp is equal to 100 percent at start of cool of combat Grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five to unit during combat and reduces damage from attacks during combat and area of effect specials, excluding rocker area of effect specials by 40%. If foe's range is equal to two, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. No new skills, but has noontime as a special, distant counter in the A slot, dragon's ire three in the B slot, and attack slash resistance rain three in the C slot. Their bold now harmonized skill grants resonance blades and the following effect to unit and allies from the same uh, titles as unit for one turn. Foe cannot make a follow-up attack and resonance blades is defined as grants attack slash speed plus four during combat for one turn. It also grants the following effect to unit for one turn neutralizes effective against flying bonuses. So uh, yeah, it's uh, a... no new skills, but has the harmonized skill. So yeah. I guess technically. And, sorry, I had to rib you a little there because you typed out it was a harmonized skill, which <laughs> I had a brain kind of reminds you that it is harmonic. Oh, yeah, I forget it half the time, too. So I'm only <laughs> just ribbing you a little. Well, it's, it's weird. Ribbing. Like they had the duo heroes, which were kind of just they were more lore based, which was really cool. 
And then they added the Herm- harmonized heroes, and it's kind of just like, I don't know. Kind of not to even lore based. I mean, to be honest, one of the earliest duo heroes is technically a harmonic hero. They just hadn't decided that harmonic heroes actually existed yet. Uh, you know? yeah. No, I, I mean, you are. He- he- I guess Hector does appear in Lolina's game. Mm-hmm. And Lolina, technically, I think. Well, no, I'm not sure if Lolina does, but Roy does technically appear in Hector's game, but. You know, Hector and Lolina are more often thought of as different game characters. Yeah. No, I I feel you on that one. I mean, technicality kind of, but you are right. They are, in terms of playable characters and the way we know them as North American players, for the most part, Mm -hmm. Hector is is separate from Lolina. So I I will give you that. Um, I will also say, I don't remember Gnaw at all from Awakening. I mean, she's definitely familiar, probably more due to Fire Emblem Heroes. Was she a was she a child character that yeah, pops up? Yeah, she's um. Okay. Noe is the dragon you get, and if you marry Noe off, you get Na. So, so if we ever do Awakening, which I don't know if we'll ever get around to Awakening for Game Club because it's, um, fates may have burned us so, but um. I mean, never say never, but I I, I don't think I got Na. I don't think I married and off. My Nye. issue with Fates wasn't the gameplay; it was the story and Awakening story. I recall enjoying a lot more. I yeah, you know? I did really like the Awakening story. Um, it was kind of I mean, my first, more the conquest storyline that really started grating on me when you were working for the bad guys and doing stuff that no sane person would ever actually do. Especially considering, you know, there's the whole hero complex thing where, or whatever you want to call it, where, you know, you're fighting massive armies that no one, these other armies have never managed to get it, and you just beat them down with 10 people. And yet, this guy is telling you, oh, let me do that, or, you know, I'm choosing to do something different, and you don't do anything to stop them, even though you've beat up unbeatable armies multiple times. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that, um, so. you're right. I did not like the Conquest story either. So I'll say this. We will probably never go back to Fates, but Awakening, certainly possible. But, uh, I'm not saying never, just definitely never going back to Conquest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Revelations? I, it, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I can go back to Fates. It was, you know, here's That's the thing. Fine if- I suck at quitting things. I suck at stopping things and, and stopping to play conquest. I think if it weren't for Eddie and I having like a, a, a heart to heart on, on, on stopping conquest, mm-hmm. we probably, probably would have just kept going. We, and, and, and I think it just stopped being fun content for our listeners as well. Cause we were just so, <laughs> it's kind of like with three houses where I keep harping on the, on the monastery segment. It's like, okay, we need to, we need to stop harping on the mm-hmm. monastery segment. And that's my one. I will I will leave it at that, but um, conquest was much worse. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of fates and awakening, uh, we do have Severa Bitter Blossom from Awakening joining. The daughter of Cordelia joins the banner as a red tome cavalry unit. She wields the Gulen Combi A, which boosts her special activation by one and grants her attack speed plus six if her foe has seventy five percent or more health at the start of combat. Uh, it also has her attack twice if she initiates combat or if she or an ally has already entered combat during that round. Uh, so that's a nice little secondary caveat to cause the uh, guaranteed brave attack. Uh, she does have a new tier 4 dual skill, uh, but it's got pretty much the same rules as other tier 4 dual school skills, and this one is for Red Cavalry. Uh, she comes with Moonbow, Low Speed res, Resistance, and Joint ha- Home Attack to round out the rest of her kit. Cool. Yeah, um, Severa was one of the characters that I didn't end up uh, didn't end up getting, and and also don't rem- really remember her as well from Awakening. Now, again, another... Th- are these... Now, I'm just going to ask this question so you don't correct me. Uh, <laughs> these are all children all, all characters from Awakening? <laughs> Except for yep. Minerva, I guess. Right? And obviously Myrrh and Sela aren't either because okay, they're, they're not, not from all. Awakening, but... 
<laughs> All the awakening characters in this banner are children characters. Yes. Oh. Okay. Sever, Inigo, and Na are all children characters. Sever oh. is the daughter of Cordelia, and Inigo is the daughter of Ophelia, was it? Or Olivia? Olivia, yes. I couldn't remember which one she was, but mm. I know they were throwing around Ophelia as a possible harmonized unit, which is why that was in my head. But mm. I'll say this, like I I guess I just didn't really have a lot of experience with uh the children characters in awakening i love the concept of uh the children characters so sort of coming from the future uh to to Mm -hmm. help fight in the past i like that concept but i just i guess i didn't really use those characters very much unless they were yeah I, i guess i maybe i just had my stable of characters and i just i recruited them and i was like cool you guys are here i'm gonna talk to you i'm gonna acknowledge you but i'm not gonna make you fight and or i guess more closely i'm not going to use you as units um understandable i mean there are definite advantages to using them because they have better stats because they get a combination of their parents stats Mm -hmm. and there are people who out there who have min maxing guides to tell you who is the best person to marry with this person so you you know your child unit has the best stats but you know you get attached to characters and when they don't join until halfway through the game or later it's harder to be attached to them and bring them into your combats very often that's definitely me whether they're children or you know just other characters like i often seldom use characters like Catherine in uh the two teachers we recruited you eventually recruit in three houses because you know i've grown attached to the eight to twelve students i've been running through with so yeah that's it's definitely me i i have my core group and i'm even noticing it in three houses with our game club like i i i'm kind of running with a similar group although i've recruited more so i think in paralogues and battle segments not the main missions but the battle segments i'm kind of spreading it around a little bit so um yeah i i I feel like Fates and Awakening, sort of the 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 two games, and I might be wrong here, but I felt like there was a lot of characters spread around the chapters, and I think I just used those later heroes so late because I had my like preferred grouping. So uh, I did like Cordelia though; she was one of my favorite characters in Awakening, and um, I'm surprised that Sephira doesn't doesn't come to mind because I feel like I would have. I would have had that character pretty early on since I had an S rank pretty quickly for characters um, that I yeah. used quite often. So I, I don't know. Maybe we do need to play Awakening. <laughs> so like, uh, Add it to the list. I know a yeah. lot of people have. Um, that is the other caveat with children characters is you got to S rank the appropriate parent to get them. Mm-hmm. So if you weren't paying attention to S ranks and didn't S rank them with someone, then you might never see him or not see him until like the last chapter. You yeah. Know, it was when Mark quote unquote Martha appears after you finish kind of the first arc of the storyline, uh, when you can first start recruiting them. Cause once you find out that Martha is Lucina, you can, um, you know, start recruiting all the other, all the other paralogs start popping up. If you estranked the appropriate parent, so, but if you either haven't been using that parent, a certain parent very much, or haven't S-ranked them, then you might never see the child unit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and same with Three Houses, it's just, I, I kind of go in blind, and I learn these things as I go, and like, oh, this information will be really helpful for a second playthrough, and I'm experiencing that right now with Three Houses, mm-hmm. you know, knowing how to recruit these these characters and knowing who I am going to get and can't get. So, um, yeah, I add Awakening to the short list, I think. That is what we're learning here. Uh, speaking of another character I know nothing of because I did not uh, dabble with with the uh, with the future characters in Awakening, in, Inigo, uh, Festival Flower. Inigo first came to the Halidom of Elise from the future, and now he's made his way to the Spring Festival. In case you didn't know, he's the son of the traveling dancer Olivia, 
Inigo is a green bow flyer wielding springy bow plus effective against flying foes. And at start of combat, if foes HP is greater than or equal to 75%, grants attack slash speed plus 5 to unit and neutralizes unit's penalties to attack slash speed during combat. He has a new skill in the A slot called G... <laughs> I almost called this G Fuel. It's not. It's G Dual Flying 4, which grants HP plus 5. Uh, also attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus 2. If the unit is 5 star, level 40, and unit stats total to less than 180, treats unit stats as 180 in modes like Arena. Higher scoring opponents will appear. Keep that in mind. Stat total calculation excludes any values added by merges and skills. And rounding out his kit is rally attack slash speed plus as an assist and attack slash speed reign three in the C slot. And uh, I think we noted this last episode, the further appearance of these uh, dual uh, tier four skills. So this is a green flying unit. Yep. Uh, that that just has just like a... Sever has the red cavalry one. Yes, uh, Inigo has the green flying one, and uh, you know, like all the other dual skills, they're inheritable, so they react a little differently if you're on a legendary or mythic hero with them. But I think the stats one seventy five instead of one eighty for them. But mm-hmm. yep, yeah, I did not. In- oh, that's yeah. right. I guess since this is inheritable, I did a bit of chopping of the description and i removed the uh the myth hey, i did even more chopping because i was typing it up pretty late but you know <laughs> we've had them before they're you know same thing as the other dual skills just filling them out the tier four versions for green flying and red cavalry now so mm-hmm. and uh we talked a bit about this pre-show i believe when it came to minerva but i think you here's your wyvern unit uh yep. he's a he's a wyvern uh character and- so when we discussed Minerva, it was the fact that I'm, and I could be misremembering, but I'm fairly certain all the other White Wings stayed as flying units. I could be misremembering, and some of them are cavalry or infantry, but uh, since we're already half discussing him, unless there's something else you wanted to mention about Inigo. Oh, no. Just that he, uh, he does have a cool name, so I'll give him that. Yep. Since we're already half discussing her, the last unit on the banner is the Minerva, the Verdant Dragoon. Rounding out the White Wing series has been running over the past four years of string banners. Minerva, the leader of the troop, joins as a four-star Lance Cavalry unit. She is the four-star focus on the banner and wields the Springy Lance Plus, which at the start of combat, like Inigo's bow, grants her attack speed plus five and neutralizes her her penalties to attack and speed if her foe is at 75% health or higher uh, at the start of that combat. She has no new skills as the four-star focus unit, but she does come with bonfire, attack defense solo, which is fully unlocked at four stars, and odd attack wave. So, Mm -hmm. round out the uh, white wings. Uh, They might be able to continue it next year, next here with um maria who is minerva's sister but we definitely got the four white wings from the original game there and finally um and yeah like we said sorry i was just gonna say so i i i wrote this down wrong so now i see where my confusion is coming from minerva isn't from awakening she's from marth's game so, Correct. And I know you corrected me already, but now I'm... Mystery I'm, of the Emblem or Marth's Game, whatever you want to label it as. Yeah, Marth's so. Game is probably the easiest way to do it. <laughs> uh, now, so I apologize for my confusion. I apologize for not having that click as you already... I know you already said it two or three times while we, while we were talking on this show. It's not that I'm... So my brain is is, is having a, a rough a rough evening. So, um, okay. So, she, so I made a mistake at the beginning. It's Awakening marth game and uh sacred stones she's the she's the lone sort of wolf when it comes to the well as you said they're they're finishing off the um the white wing trilogy quad quadrology yep so uh i will yeah, say it's it, the three white wing sisters paula katria and Aston minerva leads the troop or the group as you know i think they're white wings because i guess paula katria and Aston are on uh wyverns yeah 
Well, right. on Pegasus as well, yeah. even though Minerva's on a white wyvern. Mm-hmm. I think her character art, the, like, I think this is the reason, like, Minerva just look, always looks so cool in all of her art. Even even the 30th anniversary art she got, she still looked really cool. Um, she looks great. But also, it's really odd that um, her weapon is a lance, but there's a bunny on the end. So, like... That seems impractical. And I know you're going to say, oh, all the special hero weapons are impractical. But in this sense, like, this is, like, this is a real problem. Like, in terms of animal cruelty, you've got a you've got a real live bunny sticking at last the end of your lance. Last year, Fur used a carrot as an axe. And that's, and but again. you're worried about a bunny on the end of a lance. PETA ain't going to call if you've got a carrot axe. But if you've got a, a literal bunny coming out of the pointy end of your, of your lance, the point that you're going to be, you know using as a weapon i'm just saying uh it's a bit well, of an I can issue see why you would consider that such a thing especially since the you know tail end of the bunny is sitting over the hanging over the side of the oh wait i don't see that hanging over the side of the lance so he's in the lance the bunny's in the lance oh okay right if you look at the art it's not that he's hanging on there to me he's like He's in the lance. I mean, I mean, okay. if we want to go down, it looks like it's just a bunny head, you know, like a foam bunny head stuck on the head, end of the lance, or I guess a metal bunny head, since it's dangerous enough to stab people with. But but if you look at the damaged art, like that bunny is reacting, so it's a real bunny. <laughs> okay. I, again, because you know we don't have inanimate things reacting ever, and true, true. I'll give you that. All I'm saying is that it's a bit suspect that you have a real life. Just it's, I get it. it, it it's especially it's a festival. They're not actually fighting. I mean, if you want to get down to, I, I get it. You love to poke fun at the uh, seasonal weapons because they're always weird and illogical and make no sense whatsoever. But I'll give in intelligence systems this. They actually drew the bowstring for uh inigo's uh bow so hey. yeah i know that's a rarity <laughs> progress and, and it goes right across his face too so it's like hey they've been listening maybe maybe they will draw less animals in in harm's way i don't know just throwing it out there um anyways uh we have uh we have one more hero <laughs> <laughs> we have uh Oy. yes we do uh soleil the uh vernal sage in eastern magvel there's a sprawling forest called the darkling woods there you'll find the village of care pelin and soleil here is its guardian soleil is a green axe cavalry unit wielding springy axe plus where at start of combat if foe's hp is greater than or equal to 75 percent Grants attack slash speed plus five to unit and neutralizes unit's penalties to attack slash speed during combat. Being the Tempest Trials unit, he has no new skills, but rounds out his kit with reciprocal aid as an assist, HP slash resistance two in the A slot, and rouse attack slash resistance three in the C slot. Um, all I'll say is that I'm, I'm glad we're done talking about these heroes because I don't want to say springy axe or springy bow. Or springy lance again, because like I think that's just a really lazy weapon name. <laughs> I'm just realizing it now. They're all springy weapons, aren't they? Is that yep. just what, is that what they did for all of these, except for the egg one? Yeah, the egg is falling with the normal eggs. I can't remember. Did Mer is a? Is oh, it's it a, a dragonstone. No, it's a. It's a dragon zone, but is it a springy? No, no. It's a lilac, lilac jade. jade breath. So, so it's just the last three. I apologize for making it sound like everybody so, had a springy weapon, but it's just I don't know, springy. Yep. Come on, guys, come on. I will note that I was wrong. Catria is also a cavalry unit, so not all the previous white wings have been flyers. Hmm. So, well, I'll say I don't remember Soleil from Sacred Stones at all. And if you tell me that he, uh, was... he was Ewan's or Ewan's mentor, um, I think you didn't have much interaction with him. He just randomly joined up with you after the split. Uh, just like I got Noel randomly joining up with me after the split. 
Hmm. So it's understandable that you might have less memory of him because, like I said, you had minimal interactions with him because he didn't join with you until after the split with no warning or heads up. Yeah. His axe is cool, though, because it's got, like, a a cool egg design, and then he's got, like, the two shells on either side of the axe blade. I think that looks really neat. Uh, I remember seeing that in in the artwork, and he has, like, a real axe, but it's designed with an Easter flavor, so um, he's got that going for him. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. All right. Because we know how, you know... Dead set on making sure that the weapons make sense, Faye is. Look, I'm just trying to hold... Someone has to hold them accountable. And it's not going to be the Reinhardt uh, meme fest that is the subreddit. Just throwing it out there. We have to carve out a niche, Eddie. Come on. Um, and that's ours. Making fun of special weapons. Hey, hey, I, I rib them a little bit like when they use a freaking pointed carrot that looks like a lance as an axe. True. Like with for last year but well they love the carrot lance because they gave it to xander that was the first year right that was like our our first introduction it's like oh this is what we're doing all right tuck in i guess i was pre summoner's call so we wouldn't have had a chance to really really hammer it in on that one but uh well let's move into uh the elt realm gate because we've got game club to talk about this time continuing our adventures in three houses, we're looking at chapter eight of White Clouds, the Claude Route. And Eddie, you're going to give us a rundown of what went down in this fun chapter. So yes, uh, at the start of, I promise I'll learn how to talk one of these days. But um, at the start of the chapter, you've successfully won the Battle of the Eagle and Lion. Uh, by the end of last month. Uh, while discussing it, there's mention of something going on in Ramire Village. Uh, later on that night, or uh, you meet up with Claude in the library to discuss uh, some things, and you find out that Tomas is missing. Uh, Claude has found, uh, been researching the hero's relics in the crest some more, and he has found a picture of a creature known as the Immaculate One, who has what kind of almost looks like a crest in their forehead. They're like a dragon. Um, Before, uh, while discussing it, Seth shows up and states that uh, the picture and all must be part of Tomas's private collection, and he doesn't want it confused with the uh, library's actual books, so he confiscates it uh, so it doesn't get mixed up in the normal books, uh, which... Claude obviously takes as, you know, hiding something, which kind of probably accurate. Uh, but uh, we start our month with the instructions to go investigate Remire Village. Um, you know, uh, at the end of the month, you head there with Geralt, uh, who you find out at the beginning of the month is going to be going with you, uh, and find that um, a bunch of the residents have turned crazy and are have trapped other residents in certain areas. Uh, well, uh, so you, is your students, start investigating all that while Geralt continues to investigate what's going on. Sorry. Um, once you've com- defeated all or rescued all the villagers, you find out that Tomas uh, has, is leading everything. Uh, you know, is watching over and has instigated Uh, and he reveals that he is actually uh, someone named Solon, a member of a mysterious force who hangs out in the shadows. Uh, To make matter worse, the Death Knight appears again. Uh, You fight through. Uh, If you you can, once again, choose to avoid the Death Knight if you'd like or and face just Solon and you do sort of have a timer for fighting Solon as Geralt is beelining it towards Solon once he appears. Um, in the aftermath, while chatting, um, you, Geralt, in, uh, you and Geralt are chatting over what happened, and the Flame Emperor appears to talk to you, offering your unit a... Uh, to offering Byleth the chance to join them. Uh, shortly after, you get distracted by the second-in-command of your house running up looking for your leader, uh, your house leader. 
Uh, in this case, it was Hilda runs up looking for Claude. Uh, but it does happen the same way in the other two routes where Hubert shows up looking for Edelgard and Dudu shows up looking for Dimitri. Uh, you know, uh, and the Flame Emperor in their discussion with you does note that they were that while they were working with Solon, they did not uh, instigate the attack on Ramire Village. I think they even indicate that they would have stopped them if they had known this is what they were doing. Yeah. They're pretty, the Flame Emperor is like doubling down on the fact that no, while we're working together, we never would have approved this. This is completely, and, and we, and if you want, we can team up to, to take out Solon because, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to, you know, uh, lead down a path, but, uh, Flame Emperor is basically like, yeah, join me and we can, we can work together to destroy Solon because he no longer fits within my plans. Mohaha. And uh, you are given the option to be like, yeah, yep, like you, I said, yeah. you do get the flame rubber does give you the option to join them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't but think it makes think, a difference. I'm pretty sure no matter what you choose, the flame rubber says, no, I do not trust that you mean that if you say yes or not surprising if you say no. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, so. I, I think I tried both. Or no, I, I, I think the first time it came up, I Googled it just to see what it was. Uh, and luckily avoided spoilers in the in in that instance when the game came out. But um, uh, yeah, this time around I did say like no because uh, if you manage to get a clip of just that instance, I uh, don't think there would be many spoilers. But then again, most people setting up clips like that might give you a lot more that would give spoilers. I think at the time. I think early on uh, when the game launched, it was it was just a guy that had popped up. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty lucky in that instance. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good chapter. And, um, I personally, I really remember having fond memories of playing this chapter cause it was, it was a little more advanced. There was multiple paths you could take mm-hmm. once again, the death Knight pops up. And, um, this time around I felt strong enough that I could take him out uh, and I ended up doing so. I had Ingrid sort of pummel him with her uh, hero's relic, and then um, I think Byleth just came up and 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 finished uh, the Death Knight off. But uh, cool. yeah, I, I I managed to beat him. So I got my first Dark Seal. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. I believe that unlocks uh, the Warlock class. Is that it? Um. It unlocks, I think, Dark Priest and Dark Bishop. Okay. Yeah, no, you're Warlock right. Warlock is just the generic reason, uh, a, a skill mm. class, okay. no matter the gender. Right. So it's the upgraded version of the Warlock? It's an alternate version of the Mage and Warlock. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't. I don't know who I'll end up giving that to, I guess, and, if I had. And you have to do Dark Priest in order to get to Dark Bishop. Oh, I could be wrong about the naming, but I think it's maybe it's Dark Mage and Dark Warlock or I don't know. But yeah, I've never done it. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I have any characters. Maybe one of the DLC characters would fit well into that. Oh, maybe uh, Constance would fit quite well into that sort of Male like only. class. Oh, well, OK, never mind. Hubert. Hubert's the only one that comes to mind and there's no I don't have him. So uh, nor will I on this playthrough. Uh, um, I, I guess I'll return to that. But uh, if you've recorded Sylvain, he has a tendency, he, ability, I think the ability to spark reason or a tendency. Um, Lauren's is pretty decent at magic and you might need to spark it as well. But, uh, you know, if you recruited Felix, uh, since they set him up to be able to do the, uh, what do they call it? Shadow warrior or whatever the. Uh, sword and dark magic character he could spark it so there are a couple characters who could do it yeah so um yeah all those characters are not ones that are sort of popping to the top for me but uh in terms of my i'm not arguing that no i did end up i think giving it to yuri in this playthrough oh that's not a bad idea i do like yuri and i'm trying to Mm -hmm. i'm trying to keep him yeah he focuses more on healing magic in his route to trickster but you know I'm pretty sure he either already has aptitude or can spark aptitude into reason as well. So, right. Well, um, 
Uh, yeah, so I, I did take out the Death Knight. Uh, I did manage to save all the villagers, although I did have to play a bit with the um, the turning back of time because I, I kept having a villager. The, the bottom, the southernmost villager in the in the eastern yeah, part of the map. one of those villagers, if you don't have uh, the teleport skill mm -hmm. on mages, white mages, he can be a real pain in the butt to try and get to because, you know, he's across the entire map and surrounded yeah pretty early on yeah and I, I left my flying unit to the left so ingrid was over there trying to deal with the death knight so probably would have been a better plan to have her you know move along the right side of the map to kind of save everybody but the way i ended up doing it is um the the magic user kept taking out the the villager in the bottom right of the map so i i silenced the magic user the first nice. time that that magic user killed him and then i was able to swoop in kill the magic user and, and the villager was actually able to hold off the other sort of mad villager um mm -hmm. the it's usually the uh the flame yeah, the villagers are somewhat smart usually able to hide in the bushes and mm -hmm. protect themselves a little bit but yeah so I lucked out there. I, mean, I managed to save all the villagers, although uh, Solon did kill a few soldiers, although I don't think that mattered for the bonus at the end of the map. I no, think was... I think the bonus was just for saving villagers. Exactly. So I, I managed there, but you're right. There is this like timer where Geralt will, will beeline it for Solon, although he is a bit slower because he has to work his way through that middle zone of, of forestry. But uh, if he does die, it ends the map, and you have to kind of rewind. If he dies, it ends the map if he... I think he can actually defeat Solon if he gets lucky enough. Sure. So, you know, which yeah. would end the map as well. Mm -hmm. So. But it was a fun chapter. Um, I ended up recruiting, and you had corrected me on this because uh, you had asked if I had recruited Manuela, which I must have and not must not have put it in my notes. But I recruited both the other teachers, uh, Hanneman and Manuela, mm -hmm. by just saying, hey, you want to help out? And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll help out. It's all good. Yeah, I can't remember what, if any, requirements there are for them, but by this point, we're both more than meet the requirements. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, when I first played through the game, I didn't quite understand it, but now that I think a bit more of it, like, the state at which you are in the story and the missions they're sending you on, their mission's less about, uh, less about, like, the houses or the, uh, yeah the houses and the classes fighting each other so i guess post battle of the lion and the witch in the wardrobe uh <laughs> I, know, I know that's not what it's called um where the where the where the classes aren't fighting each other you can kind of have the teachers like come in and be like oh we can offer professional assistance you know how in in a real university or college school setting would be like the teachers would help out other teachers if if requested and that's sort of how it's framed like if you ever need help just ask and it's like oh i can recruit you now this is great and it kind of goes yeah. along the lines for all the other sort of staff that will help you it does and but you know the hesitating until after the battle of the eagle and lion doesn't make much sense i guess you could argue since it seems likely that the plan was for hanneman and manuela to participate in the battle uh if not for what happened in chapter six they were going to be in there fighting us as well I guess that could make sense why you don't want to work together beforehand so you're not revealing any secrets or giving them advice on how to defeat you. Mm -hmm. But even that seems a little bit of a stretch. I mean, your goal is to make all your students as good as they can be no matter what region they come from. You know? Well, I... heck, where I am in the story, there's no one in the ho other houses other than the you know, generic people and uh, the house leaders. You know, to do and Dimitri and Hubert and Edelgard. So, you know, yeah, I I think it's just from a from a faculty standpoint. Um, you're right. It, it it probably doesn't make sense on, uh, from a gameplay perspective or, to, yeah. To my mind, even from a faculty standpoint, it doesn't make sense. You know. True. But it would be like, really... Well, it'd be why wouldn't odd. you want to do your best to make the students as good as they are? You know, yes, you have to fight because of this ceremonial battle that means nothing. Uh -huh. It's just a, you know, ceremony to honor the end of the War of the Eagle and Lion. You know? I guess it would just be... 
it would just be kind of weird to have the the teacher on your team when you're facing the other houses i i think that's just that's just what comes to my I mind mean, yes and no but like with all the other staff and maybe i maybe it was available and i just didn't notice it but like with all the other staff in battles like this they're just not available you know yeah yeah but it'd be like i don't know it'd be like a class competition and then think hey why is our teacher playing for the other team it, it I, I i think from a faculty standpoint it it makes sense to wait but you're right from a gameplay standpoint they're not even at the battle i don't even think they participate they're so. not even at the battle and they're grayed out if you've recruit if they would be grayed out like Catherine and shamir are grayed out if you had recruited them ahead of time uh okay okay i see that logic and as i don't well. know for sure if Catherine and shamir are grayed out in this one but there have been other maps where they're grayed out because they're allegedly story-wise off on something else so they couldn't be here to be participate in this battle mm-hmm. you recruited them they're helping you out but they're not available for this battle and they could easily have done that with Manmola. yeah they're helping out the new teacher but you, they will not participate in this battle because you know, staff-wise or faculty-wise, it would make no sense for them to be helping out against their own classes. I, you know? I feel you on that. That that makes sense. Yeah, from a gameplay perspective, they could... It, it's whatever, you know. It's gameplay they decide to wait until this long because they're a, uh, if not fully trained um, warlock and uh, bishop, they are definitely well along the way towards that. And having that too early would make no sense. But yeah, yeah. Well, um, other than that, uh, those are all really good points for sure. Um, other than that, uh, paralogs. Uh, we're we're saving a couple for next week, but one I did want to touch on is is one from the base game, which is Tales of the Red Canyon. Um, it's the Sothis paralog. Uh, Sothis, yeah. you you return to Xanado. Sothis remembers bringing back fragments of her memory when she was at Xanado. Uh, she wants to return there to find some answers, and Byleth agrees to check it out. And it's sort of set up as like a just just Byleth leaving, but the uh, the house leader and their companion sort of notice that they're leaving and like, hey, let's follow Teach. You know, in this case, Claude and his little uh, little and pet then name. Whatever random selection of students you choose shows up, not necessarily the house leader. Although the house leader might be required. I don't. No, but but the, the 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 story is set up as uh, Claude and Hilda are noticing you leave, and yes, you do end up still getting to choose your 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 cast of classmates. But yeah, um, it's uh, it, it is an interesting map in that you have like the setup of the map is sort of reflecting the story in that Byleth is off on his own on the Xanado map, and he is surrounded by he or she, I guess in in. Uh, in who you choose but uh you have the monsters surrounding byleth and then the clash shows up uh behind him uh and you you don't there are also monsters so the boss monster is behind the classmates and you don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to worry about the monsters behind the classmates i don't think they start coming at you until you cross the invisible line mm-hmm. um but you you are encouraged to go rescue byleth and then focus on the monsters blocking your exit. So it's a it's a fairly simple map. Although I did struggle with the reinforcements because all the reinforcements are monsters, and yeah. I think I left too few a units. A lot of monsters. <laughs> yeah, a lot of monsters, and I, I left too few units in the Byleth area as I was trying to uh, sort of keep those monsters from from coming up behind us as we were dealing with the boss. So there was a bit of sort of moving and shaking going on there. But I managed to make my way through, and uh, there's a chest that you can unlock as well. So I kind of sent Anna over there to to pick that lock. But um, from a from a story standpoint, uh, you you know the battle ends like you kind of agree to dis you know agree to disagree with your class like ah we'll just tell the church we were on a we we're gonna go get some battle experience. We went to fight some deadly monsters. They'll believe us. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think you really figure anything out. You kind of go hoping it'll help. I, I think maybe it the payoff comes down the road, but it's a paralog. It's an optional battle, so it's mm-hmm. more just for resources and experience. You don't, you don't. I don't think there's yeah. you unlock for completing anything. the map. You get additional uses of divine pulse. 
Oh, yes. Okay. So there is there is that. From a story standpoint, Sothis is, you know, thankful that the class shows up to save you, but is disappointed that they didn't really get anything out of it. But you're right. You do. You find like this mysterious item. And Sothis is like, oh, this will come in handy for you. And you're right. It gives you an additional uh, additional divine pulse use. So that is multiple uses, but I think it like doubles the base number or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'd never had to use it enough for it stop letting me use it but i guess now yeah, i neither have i so yeah not and, and i'll say this i'm not we're not gloating at least i'm not because i always play on normal so <laughs> i'm sure yeah. for folks who play on maddening slash hard have to deal with uh, running into that limit a lot as they especially if they're looking for the special opening screen and playing maddening with no new game plus oof yeah not fun so. not for me but i'm sure it's for some yeah, uh not for yeah. me either exactly well we will return next week with chapter nine of white clouds as we continue the Claude route so hopefully you're playing alongside us and uh sticking with us as we continue through in our adventures but that is going to do it for this episode of summoner's call thank you so much everybody for listening if you want to find more episodes of summoner's call you can go to gamersinpodcast.com slash Email the show. Definitely let you know. Let us know your thoughts on the Princess Bride, and you know Fire Emblem Heroes or the Fire Emblem franchise. You can do so by going to Faye uh, at gamersinpodcast.com. That is the email. You can also jump into the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly/tgi-discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It'd take a miracle. <laughs> I thought you were making like a, like a mode reference, and then I remembered the princess... I'm like, what What mode has a castle? Is there a castle mode? We need a castle mode. I should probably watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs>